we welcome you to the REST podcast. The messages you will hear have been taken from sessions from past REST conferences. We pray that God will use this message to encourage and strengthen you in your walk with the Lord and your ministry for Him. I'll say good morning to you. Wow. (laughs) Let's say good morning to you. Very good. That makes me feel better already. Amen. We don't have to wake anybody up and everybody's good. And uh, how many are here today? Would you raise your hand? All right, good. Some that are still not here yet, and hopefully they'll join us in just a little bit before the session's over. This has been a delight for Marsha and I. Uh, We um, love to travel, and uh, we love being around family, and uh, we love to be around God's people, and we love to be around ministry. And uh, everywhere I go as a pastor, like many of you, you always get other ideas of what other guys are doing. And uh, we uh, thank the Lord for Brother Scott Hooks and uh, Miss Melanie and what God has given them here, their family. And God is blessing, and uh, God's uh, yet to do great things here in Hickory, North Carolina. We're uh, confident of that as he follows the Lord. Uh, thank you for being here. Pastors, how many pastors do we have in the room? Let's see. Raise your hand. Very good. Very good. Well, I grew up in a preacher's home, and uh, I'm a PK, and uh, now we have a couple PKs, and some are a little better off than others, but at any rate, we have uh, two PKs, and uh, we thank the Lord for our children, and then for the grandchildren, and uh, we have six grandchildren. I said to the church here Sunday with that to the parents uh, that your grandchildren is your reward for not killing your children. And uh, we thank the Lord for uh, what God has given us uh, with our kids and um, for what God has taught us through, uh, through the years. Uh, growing up in a preacher's home, of course, I realized the uh, seriousness of being obedient to the Lord. If you recall yesterday, we read from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 here in the men's session. And I'd like to call your attention to this text once again, if I may. Uh, the Bible reminds us, 1 Corinthians chapter 4 Uh, verse uh, number one, as Paul was writing to the church, he had a lot of uh, issues to deal with, no doubt, at Corinth. Uh, This was a a very rebellious group, I suppose. But as you look at this text, uh, he reminds all of us in verse number one, let a man so account of us as the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. So all of us uh, recognize that we have a responsibility as a minister of Christ, uh, he rec- rec- identifies us as ministers. And uh, so often we judge the minister, judge the pastor uh, by his own family. And of course, uh, I believe that the uh, children uh, ought to respect uh, their parents, certainly, but uh, as a preacher's kid, uh, there's probably more that's expected. Uh, of a preacher's kid than most, and we realize that. And sometimes uh, we get put in the limelight, and others are watching us. Um, my daddy, uh, he um, was a, a great uh, man of God, was used mightily by the Lord. Uh, he passed away early, as I mentioned uh, this week, at, at the age of 57. My brothers and I, we waited patiently until we passed that date of 57, and I remember calling my uh, older brother on uh, when he turned 57, I said, now, you know how old daddy was when he passed. And uh, so when it came my turn, they called me on, on my birthday. Now, you know how da- old daddy was when he passed. But uh, God's blessed us. I did have one brother that didn't uh, make it to 57. He's with the Lord. But God's blessed our family. We thank the Lord for it. There were five of us, uh, 
as my daddy would say, he had all girls but four. And um, we uh, realized that uh, he, she was the favorite, and so we thought so. But uh, my daddy had a different way of discipline, and uh, there was no uh, uh, sitting down talking to you and going through some um, ritual, I guess. He just would uh, let it happen, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, I was raised very patriotic, uh, stars and stripes forever. And uh, how many know what I'm talking about? So um, as, a, as a parent, when God blessed us with our first child, uh, Scott, and then four years later, our daughter, uh, the Lord was teaching us some things as far as parenting. Marcia grew up quite differently than I grew up. I grew under stars and stripes, and she just uh, grew up in giving pledge allegiance to the flag, I guess. But uh, her daddy would just talk to her, and uh, when he had to speak, they, all, they both listened. And so uh, we began to talk and pray and seek God's face uh, for what God would do in our own hearts, our own lives. And uh, we were married. I was 22. She was 18. It did not answer call to preach until some years later uh, when I was 33, and we entered into the ministry uh, just being a lay preacher and uh, that kind of thing. But we realized that other people were watching us. Uh, they were watching our lives on how we were uh, disciplining our children, how we were training our children. And so the Lord helped us uh, through, these, through these days. Uh, you know, it's not about going to some class. It's not about uh, trying to find out some formula from someone else, but we find it in God's Word. I'd like for you to take your Bibles, please. When we talk about being good stewards, uh, then if we're going to be faithful to the Lord as a preacher, uh, a man of God, then we ought to be faithful to the Lord. It should begin at home uh, to be the husband that I need to be and to be the father that I need to be, uh, to be consistent in all of that. And so I call to your attention, if I may, in the book of Ephesians, chapter number 5. I will not take the time to read all of this. Of course, we can spend a lot of, times on, a lot of time on the wife submitting uh, to the husband, uh, but the wife cannot follow a parked car. And so us guys, we've got to put it in gear and go forward, and our wife would follow and uh, as you love your wife, uh, you do not have to tell her, remind her uh, that you're to be submissive to me. Uh, so I think the verse that we need to land on this morning is the last verse of chapter 5. And the Bible says, Nevertheless, let every one of you in particularly so love his wife even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. In this passage of Scripture, I, I get very clearly uh, that if I love my wife the way I'm supposed to, if I love her with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, and love her unconditionally. Uh, by the way, I'm glad God loves us unconditionally. Uh, he loves me when I'm up. He loves me when I'm down. He loves me when I'm in. He loves me when I'm out. <laughs> he loves me uh, regardless. And so, husbands, love your wives. This is a commandment uh, that we've been given. And we realize this is a, that agape love, that unconditional love. Uh, nowhere in the Bible do you see where the wife is commanded uh, to love her husband. That's interesting, is it not? Uh, you'll find one place in Titus where uh, the older women are teaching the younger women to, to love their husband. Uh, we realize that that passage is there, but it's, there's no commandment in the Bible uh, that says that the wife is to love her husband. But in this one verse, you do see that it does say clearly, husbands love your wives 
even as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. And then notice the last part. And the Bible says, see that she reverence. And speaking of the wife, the wife, see that she reverence uh, her husband. And so we recognize in this passage of Scripture that there is a commitment. And that commitment is that husbands, we're to love our wives. And the wife is to reverence her husband. And uh, as I love my wife, the more reverence there's going to be. As I love her unconditionally, regardless, up and down, in and out, but good days, bad days, uh, then she's going to respect uh, her husband. Uh, by the way, uh, the husbands need respect. Uh, yes, it's good to say I love you, and I like to hear that every now and then. Have you said that this morning to me? I believe you did. And so um, I love to hear that, but uh, the husband, uh, he desires, according to the Scriptures, he desires and needs that respect uh, from the wife. And then the wife needs that constant love, that unconditional love uh, as the weaker vessel. And when we think about uh, all of this, a survey shows that 7,000 couples, out of 7,000 couples, that 83% uh, of those men uh, felt disrespected. 83% of the men felt disrespected by their wives. 72% of the women uh, felt unloved. And so it's an important part for the home uh, for us to follow the Word of God of loving and respecting. And may I say, uh, it's uh, not necessarily what is taught, it's what is caught. And our children catch more than what they are actually being taught. And they're watching that And uh, as the husband loves his wife. And um, my children have heard me say many times to my wife, uh, certainly I love her, but they've also heard me say, I'm sorry. And uh, sometimes we're like the fawns, you know, we can't say sorry, uh, but uh, we need to get it out. We need to say it often, I'm sorry. And there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry in front of your children and to let them know that you're flesh, you're human, and you can have a moment uh, that you have to uh, turn around and, and realize um, uh, that Christ has given you, God has given you a wonderful mate, and uh, the devil would do would like to do nothing more than to divide the home, start with mom and dad. Uh, I want you to know, as a preacher's kid, uh, I realized the importance of mom and dad uh, being a team. And uh, my daddy loved my mother. Uh, my mother loved my dad. Uh, there were, my dad was uh, kind of quick-tempered uh, in things, and he would say things, but I've heard him say to her, I, I didn't mean that, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't ever remember him telling me that, but uh, I, he was quick-tempered uh, and uh, just letting you have it. You know, there was no setting down counseling with you. Uh, it was just like uh, like Zorro. My dad would just take that bellboy and, you know, he's just letting it fly. Uh, there was no discussion. There was no trying to, uh, to, to let this be a lesson that we can learn here. It was just uh, uh, reacting completely. Uh, no question about it. So mark it down on this one word, first of all, is commitment, uh, that commitment. Commitment that the husband has to the wife, and as he loves his wife, and uh, then she's going to respect him. And so if you have that unconditional love, you do not have to demand respect. Oftentimes you say, well, I demand respect. And no, no, respect comes automatically. 
uh, whenever you're loving your wife, even as Christ loved the church. Do you respect the Lord? We do. Why? Because he loves us. And uh, again, he's our creator. He's our sustainer. Uh, he's the one that meets every need that we have in our life. And so it begins with this one commitment, and that's husband and wife and uh, the love and the respect. Then let's talk about the children. And uh, Marsha and I, we, we're not experts at this, uh, but, and we're glad that that part is over, and we're really loving the grandchildren part. I mean, there's just nothing like the grandchildren part. Uh, but uh, take your Bibles, uh, as you have already opened to the book of Ephesians 5, and we see again in verse number 23 how the husband is to respond to his wife and the wife respond to the husband. But notice in chapter 6, you're familiar with the verse, and the Bible says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord for what? This is right. Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and that thou mayest live long on the earth. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. When you read this passage of Scripture, you see that there is a commandment here. Uh, we talk about the commitment between husband and wife, but we see the commandment here that is given to the children. And the children are commanded. There's an action demanded. And with that action that is demanded, there's an attitude that we desire, uh, that they obey us and that they follow uh, what has been given to them. So there's an action demanded. There's an attitude desired. But there's an advantage here uh, that is determined for the children, and again, to make this a happy home. And so we think about the commitment, and then it's followed by the commandment to the children as we think about the family. And then the third thing we want to talk about today, and my wife's going to come in just a little bit, and, and that's consistency, about being consistent. Uh, we need to be consistent in the way that we train our children. Uh, sometimes the, the lines are so blurred, the children cannot really understand uh, what they can do or what they can't do. And we all know, how many have children? Let's see, how many have children? Look, children, they'll try you every way they possibly can. And even at that young age, you know, the crying stage, I'm talking about still in the crib, it's an amazing thing. They know if you jump every time they cry, they're going to cry and you're going to jump. And as long as you keep jumping, they're going to keep crying. And uh, that's just the way it works. And so it begins in the crib of uh, being consistent with all of that. Uh, now, when the crying started, my wife was the one to respond more than I would, but uh, she had a way about doing that and caring uh, for the children, to bring them up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. There has to be some consistency in all of that. And uh, so we want to talk about that this morning and understand uh, that the Lord has a way. Uh, I remember, if I may say this before you come, I remember the first time uh, that I had to spank Scott. Now, there's days later that sometimes he probably still needs a spanking every now and then. But at any rate, uh, I remember the first time I had to spank our firstborn. How many remember the first time you spanked your first child? Amen? Whoa, I'm telling you. Now, I grew up watching Zorro, okay? And that's the way it was just uh, impulsive uh, reaction, whatever you want to say. My dad, he... Uh, there was no sitting down talking about it first. Uh, it was just he saw me do something wrong, and then he would just take the belt off and just, I mean, wear me out. I was raised very patriotic. I'm talking about stars and stripes forever. 
for sure. Uh, but I remember, I remember in my heart and in my mind like it was yesterday. I remember exactly the room we were in, the living room. I remember exactly what had taken place, and immediately when it was time to discipline, there was no discussion. I just took the belt off, and I let him have it. He went to his room and cried, and I went to my room and cried. I'll never forget it. And I promised the Lord that if he would help me, that I would not repeat what I had been taught and what I thought was right. You know, I'm glad when the Lord, when he does chasten us, and the Bible says he chastens whom he loves. And so when there needs to be correction, it needs to be for the purpose of not trying to get back at you. I'm not trying to show you who's boss. I'm trying to change the behavior. I'm glad God operates that way. And so Scott went to his room and cried. I went to my room and cried. And I came back, and Marsh and I, we, we prayed, and we asked God to help us. And from that day forward, when there was times of discipline, and there were many, there were times of discipline, then we had this policy and this principle. May I share it with you? Very simple. And before we would discipline, we would go to the room and say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pray, and we're going to ask God to help us. And Scotty, I want you to pray and Ask God to forgive you. And, of course, he knew what was going to take place after that. Prayer changes things. Would you say amen? And so prayer not only gets you in check, but God allows through our prayer of talking to him to communicate with him, God allows us to, our hearts to be softened and to understand that oftentimes he has to, he has to chasten us. And so I said to Scotty, you pray first. Okay, Dad. Dear Jesus. You know, I mean, he's crying out to the Lord for mercy. Crying out to the Lord for his unconditional love. I mean, he's four, but he's crying out to the Lord. And there's something about hearing your children pray. And as Scott prayed, my heart was broken. My heart was softened. My temper was cooled. And you guys know what I'm talking about. There's sometimes you just want to like, I'll show you who's boss. That's not what God intended for us to do. Children, obey your parents and the Lord, for this is right. Honor thy father and mother. The Bible says, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, that thou mayest live long on the earth. And sometime when my daddy was spanking me or whooping me, I thought my days are going to be short. <laughs> so I believe there's a principle to be found here. Thank you for listening. We hope that the Lord has used this message to speak to you. The REST Conference is a meeting designed to encourage and strengthen pastors, missionaries, evangelists, and their wives, along with other Christian workers serving the Lord in their local churches. REST 2022 is scheduled for September 5th through the 7th at the Tabernacle Baptist Church in Hickory, North Carolina. We hope that you and your spouse will make plans to be with us. For more information on rest, 
please visit our website, therestconference.com.